please remember that information and advice provided on this podcast is based off my personal experiences as a young girl with ADHD. Although I do analyse, mention and cite valid peer-reviewed sources, my podcast is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have concerns or questions regarding your own amazing brain and mental health, please talk to a medical provider. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which I speak to my listeners today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. I also pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. The Lucy Pod is a positive and creative platform for the ADHD and wider community to come together to learn, to be empowered and to advocate for one another. I want it to be a place where people can come to when having a rough time and be distracted. However, it feels very frivolous to be recording and posting episodes on important yet quite light topics without acknowledging what is going on in the world at the moment. Haiti and Afghanistan are in serious trouble and it is devastating. In the episode description, I will be linking some resources and donation sites for those of you who can donate and for those of you who can't to share. So please, please, before you like or follow me, please go donate to UNICEF, Hope for Haiti, etc. or share the links. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lucy Pod. I hope that all my Melburnians are doing okay during these rough times. Lockdown 6.3 billion. Remember that if we keep getting vaccinated and doing the right thing, we will be several steps closer to improvement. Right, with that out of the way, let's get into it. So my friend Cairo, who you'll have virtually sort of met and listened to on my ADHD and online learning series, asked me a very difficult yet great question, which was, how much of your personality can you base on your ADHD? Like there were two Lucys and if one had ADHD and the other didn't, no, how different would you be? So, of course, this episode will not be uh, coming to an answer or resolution because neurodivergence and identity is a spectrum and everything is grey. And if I had the answers, I'd be rich. So this episode is going to explore the following. Number one, ADHD is a disorder, something that you live with rather than you have, like an illness. Number two, the person-first language debate. Three, how has ADHD sort of impacted me on a daily basis? And then my pre-diagnosis experience and my life as a diagnosed person. There's going to be a lot of, I don't know, hmm, and ahs and just confusion because you can't research this all. It's layered, but it makes for great discussion and conversation and reflection. So let's talk about ADHD, the disorder, the D in ADHD. ADHD coach Stephen Tonti put it perfectly. So what? I have ADHD and ADHD is misunderstood as an inability to focus, but it's much stranger than that. It's not a lack of focus, period. It's that I have a hard time selecting something and giving it my full attention. Something has to grab my attention to pique my curiosity and then I can hyperfocus. He also said ADHD is a difference in cognition, not simply a disorder. We're attention different, not attention deficit. But because it's treated and misunderstood as a disorder, it's treated as something that needs fixing. So the idea seems to be that we need to get rid of my ADHD, but there's no getting rid of it. There's just sedating it. 
I agree with and echo his sentiments because of my own personal experience with ADHD. However, I know that for some people, ADHD impacts their life so severely that they would consider it a disorder and not a superpower. And I validate and acknowledge this. However, ADHD is a difference in cognition. The only reason ADHD is a disorder is because the world is not ADHD friendly. Being ADHD doesn't stop people from being successful and in high-powered positions. We're not lazy and we're not slow. According to the American Bar Association Journal, did you know that roughly 44,000 lawyers in the US have ADHD and the majority of them are underdiagnosed? They also stated that the more interested and excited you are about understanding your ADHD, the more you will benefit, the more you know, the more you can make reasonable changes that enhance your personal performance. Thus, reinforcing my belief that once one comes to accept and understand their ADHD and create spaces that are friendly to them, it no longer becomes an illness or a disorder that's keeping them from functioning. However, I want to ensure that people do not take this as me saying that ADHD isn't a real thing, because it is. ADHD exists. And according to Russell A. Barclay's paper entitled, When an Adult You Love Has ADHD?, Substantial research now exists on the various and many causes of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. Scientific evidence points to neurological and genetic factors as the greatest contributors. That evidence is now unequivocal and why ADHD is referred to as a neurodevelopmental disorder in official diagnostic manuals. Our knowledge of the final common pathway in the brain through which those brain and genetic factors produce the symptoms has increased markedly in the past decade. Studies have used many different means to study the brains of children and adults with ADHD. So it's definitely real, but I don't feel like I have it. I don't feel like it's a thing that plagues me and affects me to where I'd say it's an illness or disorder, but it has its moments where it does wreak havoc on my life. And this is to be expected because not everything is always rosy. Dr. McEaren, not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, said something that also really resonated with me, which was neurological differences like autism or ADHD are considered to be dysfunctional disorders and disabilities under the medical model of mental health and neurodiversity. Thus, neurodiversity is a part of our genetics and our evolution as a species. And the genes for autism and ADHD are not errors, but rather the result of variations in the human genome that have and will continue to have advances advantages for society. I genuinely believe, me personally, that neurodiversity tolerant and accepting society that celebrates people's differences rather than stigmatizing it will improve the lives of those with ADHD. Instead of changing to fit other people's ideas of normal, children who are wired differently should be encouraged to find their place in the world where they can fit. They shouldn't be cast away. They should have spaces for them within groups and workplaces that accommodate them. Everyone deserves accommodation. Therefore, what I want to say is I was diagnosed with ADHD. I didn't catch it. It doesn't make me ill. It cannot be cured. It's merely me, a Lucy thing. Therefore, I'm ADHD. Which brings us to first and first language and the debate and controversy. People with a disability often have really strong preferences for either identity first 
or person-first language. And non-disabled people need to kind of be led by that and respect and affirm each individual person with disabilities choice of language they use about themselves. I have seen a lot of people in the ADHD community recoil at the phrase, I am ADHD. They prefer, I am a person with ADHD or I was diagnosed with ADHD. And look, I totally respect their decision. And if someone prefers to be referred to with that, I'll do it. But personally, I find it to be a mouthful. And part of me sort of wonders why people want to separate their ADHD from them as if it's a bad thing to identify with it. We always say stuff like, I am happy, I am sad, I am hungry. You don't really hear people saying, I am a person who is happy. I am a person who experiences happiness. No one really talks like that. So I kind of wonder why there's this sense of separatism, like, oh, I'm not ADHD. I just have a diagnosis. I'm not like those people who make it their whole personality. And so what if they do? What's wrong with that? I don't know why we're so worried about people basing their personality on their ADHD. For me, it feels foreign to say I have ADHD because I view having something as having an illness, like I have a cold, I have COVID. ADHD is a chronic neurodevelopmental disorder. I'm born with it, like Maybelline. I didn't catch it. It won't disappear. Therefore, it makes no sense for me to say I have it. I am ADHD because it impacts almost every facet of my life. Although I love being ADHD and there's nothing wrong with it, I have to acknowledge that it's pervasive, but not necessarily always in a bad way, but it's everywhere. Every day I have to take my meds. Every few months I have to see a psychiatrist to get my meds. I see a psychologist fortnightly to see how I'm going and to get coping skills for my ADHD. And I'm at university every day and I have to make efforts to focus. And I also receive special consideration. So it's there all the time. It's not something that I can hide, avoid, or not let define me because it is me. And I wouldn't want to hide it. What would be the point? You can't hide it, especially when you meet me. I'm off the planet. I'm kidding. So as I just said now, my ADHD is everywhere. I can't escape it. Meds every day, psychologist fortnightly, psychiatrist bi-monthly, etc., etc. I can't separate it. And even if I could, I wouldn't and I don't have to. That's my daily life. So let's move on to number four, my pre-diagnosis existence to my diagnosed existence. So this is sort of the final point of a really complex discussion. I want to try and sort of reflect on this aspect of Cairo's question. If there were two Lucys and if one had ADHD and the other didn't know, how different would you be? So I have to be honest, pre-diagnosis, I was so aware that I was different, not in a selfish or egocentric way, but I was hyper aware that something was going on and it was made obvious at school because I was getting into trouble for things others didn't and I was not understanding and struggling with things that others did. There are so many diary entries of mine where I express this fear of having something wrong with me and Everything that I articulated was ADHD, but I didn't know what that was at age 10. So the Lucy who had ADHD and didn't know is still the Lucy who knows she's ADHD. The only difference is the awareness. Yet with awareness comes maturity, coping skills, etc. Therefore, I am a lot different now because I'm also 20. I'm no longer 10. 
overall I'm different, but I'm still ADHD. Yet I am no longer filled with a fear of this unknown thing. So yeah, I didn't know I had ADHD, but I knew I was not neurotypical. And a lot of my personality was impacted by my ADHD. I am naturally confident, loud, argumentative, and bubbly. However, my ADHD does exacerbate these traits. So you could say that pre-diagnosis, my personality was part of the ADHD. ADHD was part of my personality, whether I knew that or not. And the fact that I was treated differently at school made really validates for me with the fact that your pers- your ADHD can impact your personality. Because the thing is, My teachers wouldn't only comment on my behavior. They'd also comment on my personality. So they wouldn't just say, oh, Lucy is very disruptive in class because she gets up from her seat and talks to people. They would also say things like, she is very loud. She is very bossy. She is very argumentative. And why was that? Because of the ADHD. Therefore, for me, it makes sense to somewhat base my personality off of my ADHD. And this isn't to say that other people should. And this isn't to say that my ADHD is the ADHD of everyone else. But it, it, it it's impacted it. Because if it didn't, then it wouldn't be ADHD. It would just be I'm a pain in the ass at school. I wouldn't be medicated. I wouldn't, you know, have a psychologist, a psychiatrist. I wouldn't have the Lucy pod. So it's, again, I don't have a concluding response. I say that part of my personality is my ADHD, but should I do that? Should I not? There's no answer. I guarantee you, if you asked a bunch of people this question, they would not, they would first of all, have a completely different view and understanding. And two, I doubt any of them would be able to come to a conclusion because it's a loaded question. Like, this question has been asked of many people. Like so many people say, how much of your autism can you base on your identity? How much of you being in a wheelchair can you base on your identity? But I think the issue with this question, and I'm not saying that my friend did anything wrong by asking this because she asked with the right intent, but people who sort of spew that rhetoric of, oh, I'm sick of people identifying with their disability. I want to ask those people, why are you asking and why do you care? If someone says, I am ADHD, I want to know, how does that impact you in any way? Is it annoying? Okay. Will you live? Probably. I want to know why that question is being asked. Why do people feel the need to ask that question? Why are you worried? Is it because you think that I somehow am letting something negative define me because you think ADHD is negative? I'd like to know why that question is asked so much of people with ADHD. Because when people say I'm a cancer survivor, then people never say, oh, you should say I'm a person who survived cancer. You never attack people with cancer and you shouldn't. So why is there this demand to know about my identity and how I feel? Maybe it's because I made the, I made it the world's business by having this podcast. But I'm curious to know. This isn't an attack. This isn't an annoying. I would like to know. So if you think you have an answer to that or you want to try and explain, feel free to do so. So now, on a concluding note, of course, I don't believe that we should solely define ourselves by how we look or what's going on with us mentally. Of course, before I'm ADHD, I'm Lucy, I'm a singer, writer, trilingual, crazy, annoying, but I am ADHD. 
And I firmly believe that neurodiverse people have the right to define themselves how they want, whether that is to reject their diagnosis or to make it their entire personality. If you want to be ADHD or a person with ADHD, then God bless you. We have the right to define ourselves how we want and to be respected. And one more note, I think the question people might be asking is, why do you use ADHD as an excuse for things? I think that the question of why do you base it on your personality is actually a loaded question. Is it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Back to our concluding note anyway. Please take care of yourselves and please do not forget to donate and share links that are in my description. Uh, I don't mind if you don't have the means, that's fine. Just share it around, share it with your family and friends. And if you can, donate, donate, donate. If you feel like you can't do anything and you're kind of useless and you're feeling guilty, take a bit of action instead of feeling guilt. Guilt is a useless emotion. Alrighty, so I will see you next time. Lots of pod. Lucy, bye.